This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into this edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for joining us as LSU in Florida will kick off. Saturday night in Death Valley, Tiger Stadium, 7 o'clock on ESPN, in a top 10 matchup, a 5 7 matchup. Uh, this is about as big as it gets. And, and, you know, we're about halfway through LSU's season, undefeated on the year. I'm Billy Umbody. With me, Shay Dixon. And joining us is director of scouting for 24 7 Sports and national college football writer, Barton Simmons. Barton, thanks for the time on this Monday. Uh, how was the weekend of, of college football for you? It was great. It was great. I was up in Connecticut this weekend uh, for the CBS HQ like in studio gig, and I was just sort of up there watching as much as I could, uh, talking ball and uh, dialed in. Man, it was uh, it, it was a, it was a good weekend. But this this one upcoming is going to be uh, even better, maybe the best of the year. So pretty pretty excited about that. Well, Barton uh, Shea Dixon here. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we have. Barton really did dive into a, a number of things, but but really a lot on this game. And and we'll start off with this. Um, you got to watch Florida uh, and Auburn. It was sort of the game of the week, obviously, uh, this past weekend. I think a lot of people might have been surprised that Florida won the game. Uh, but since the Tigers are up against the Gators, what did you see from Florida that you liked? Kind of did the, any narrative change for you of, of what you thought about the Gators prior to the game? Um, kind of just... Run us down now that you've seen them play. What most teams continue, you know, considered a, a very marquee, you know, very good defense in Auburn. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I I was one of the ones that was surprised, but in retrospect, like I'm really disappointed in myself for not seeing that coming. I mean, I I obviously was very much acknowledged that Florida could win that game, but I thought Auburn would win it, and I, I think I should have seen it coming because I think what's there's a couple things that I think really stick out about this Florida team. One is they've got Dan Mullen, you know, heading up the ship there. And, and I still think Dan Mullen is one of the best offensive game planners in college football. I mean, he's going to figure out some areas to exploit. He's going to, he's going to acknowledge his weaknesses and he's going to, um, and and he's going to exploit your weaknesses defensively and, and, and find a way to hide his. And so I think he did that against Auburn, uh, I think that he did an outstanding job of not letting his offensive line beat him. He, you know, they, they threw all those kind of quick, short passing game stuff and their wide receivers were really good at making the most of those, those opportunities. Kyle Pitts, you know, they, they split him out as a tight end and, and matched him up with cornerbacks and, and linebackers in space. And he made the most of those as well. And so the game plan was great. And I think that was, probably shouldn't have been a surprise I think where I was a little more caught off guard probably is just you know that game plan worked because Florida was so good defensively and because they limited Auburn in such a way that they kept on getting chances so they could just sort of chip away at the Auburn defense with that quick passing game and eventually bust a big run too but that that defense was the key 
And so to me, as, as we sort of spin it forward to this LSU game, that's the big critical matchup again is, uh, you know, it, that Florida offense, as flawed as it might be, you know, if it gets enough opportunities, it's still going to get you. It's still going to have – I mean, it has playmakers. It has receivers that can go make big plays. It has running backs that can bust one at, from time to time if, if you don't tackle. And so can that defense give them enough opportunities? And that's why this is such an interesting test to me with LSU is because, man, LSU's shown you got to be able to score. Like, you can't roll into that game and just grind one out. If, if, if LSU is anything like what – they've presented themselves to be through the first five or six weeks of the season, then, you know, this, this is a game you have to score points. And, you know, that's where I think the, the difference in this team, these two teams arises is just, you know, can Auburn actually score with volume? Um, I'm sorry, can Florida actually score with volume? And I feel pretty confident LSU can, even with a good Florida defense, but Hey, you know, that defense surprised us last week. So, Maybe they can slow us you down more than more than I'm I'm giving it credit for. You dove into it deeply there, but just give me your gut reaction because LSU's going to need to tackle well. That's uh, one thing that they've kind of given up some big plays and games with. They obviously did a lot better. Didn't allow Utah State to score a touchdown. Uh, arguably their best performance of the year defensively. But how it's funny to say it. We you know we're still getting used to it, Barton. But this summer, uh, Joe Burrow said, "Look, you guys aren't going to believe me, but we're scoring 50, 40, 50, 60 a game." Uh, they lead the nation in scoring. They have since the start of the season. They've scored more points at this point than any team in SEC history. Briefly, your gut, can Florida's offense keep up with LSU? No, I mean, I don't think it can. Um, and that's why, like, this is probably one of those games where Florida's defense has to get turnovers or it has to get red zone stops. Or it has to be, I mean, I don't know if you guys watched that Cincinnati-UCF game on Friday night this past weekend. But that first half of the game, like, since it, like UCF has speed everywhere. And they looked like the better team. And they, were, and they were driving up and down the field, but they had an interception thrown at the goal line. They had a, you know, they were forced to kick field goals. They, all of a sudden, you look up and... The more athletic team was 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 sort of being forced to press a little bit because um, Cincinnati had, had dictated things a little bit and had had sort of created an environment to where UCF was doubting itself offensively. I think it has to be a scenario like that for Florida, where where they get key stops and key moments, because I just I think there's like there's just so much firepower with this LSU team whether it's Jamar Chase or, or Justin Jefferson or, I mean, Joe Burrow is, is right now, I think, you know, to me, if, I mean, you're voting on the Heisman today, I think you have to pick him. Like, I, he's just the way he's played, and he's got a key game under his belt at, at, against Texas where he made big throws and big moments. I was at that game. It was, it was awesome. I was, I was so fired up to just sort of see LSU with this fire-breathing quarterback for the first time in forever and all that, I think particularly with this game being in, in death Valley, it makes it pretty hard to envision like a scenario where LSU just can't move the ball. And so, uh, I, you know, so I think that I, I think it's on a, a LS, a Florida's defense to try to get a few key stops. And then uh, on the other side, 
you know, can Florida keep pace? I don't think they can because the, you know, the reason that all that short passing game stuff was, was dialed up last week is because it's not that Kyle Trask doesn't have the arm to go downfield. It's that that offensive line wasn't going to block Auburn enough to get him in the five and seven step drop stuff. I think, you know, conversely here, LSU has to, if, if, if Auburn's going to try to go vertical or if they're going to try to take some shots, LSU's defensive line has to make them make make Auburn pay and and get home to the quarterback and make Kyle Trask uncomfortable, particularly with an MCL issue right now. So um, it's it's a give and take. I mean, there's a lot there's a lot, there's a lot of dynamics at play. I think this is going to be a really fun game. But uh, I mean, yeah, my gut is no. I, I don't think Florida can keep pace. But I also acknowledge that Dan Mullen is really really good at this stuff, and he's he's got he knows how he knows the challenge that awaits. And, and he's going to dial up some sort of a game plan that gives them the best chance. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Yeah, you, you mentioned Kyle Trask, and since he took over for Felipe Franks, led that comeback against Kentucky, and, and has really played very, very, very well, and obviously led them to that win over Auburn. You mentioned Joe Burrow, Heisman Trophy candidate, at this LSU offense, but Florida, Florida's wide receivers are also a, a veteran bunch, a um, lot of different playmakers on that team. How do you kind of see them matching up with LSU's defensive backs? We saw Grant Delpit get an interception, kind of bounce back a little bit against Utah State from some of his early season struggles. They're going to be missing true freshman Cardell Flott, who doesn't look like he's going to be playing from what Ed Ogeron said. So now it is on Derek Stingley and Christian Fulton and someone else to step up. That's, uh, you know, Dan Mullins had success at times against Dave Aranda, and, and it's a big, it's something big to watch. Yeah, I mean, that, Matt, because I think that's key is, is more than just, Christian Fulton and Derek Stingley on the outside. Um, but it is, I think that Florida is going to find a way to exploit your, your safeties, your nickels, your inside defenders. Um, and I mean, what we saw against Auburn was they, they got matchups against linebackers and, and that's where they really excelled and found some, found some big plays. So those guys, like whoever the, you know, whether it's Kerry Vincent or, or whether it's Delpit rolling down or, Kobe Stevens or whoever it is that in that in, in Dave Aranda's system that that gets matched up on Freddie Swain in the slot or something. I mean that that I think that's really where the key is here because I think again I mean Florida's smart enough to know where their matchups are and I think what they've done a really good job with Kyle Trask is is not I mean is playing to his strengths because Dan Mullins traditionally likes these athletic quarterbacks and guys that are going to run and be you know be gritty. 
grind it out type of guys, but that's not who Kyle Trask is. Kyle Trask is big, tall, stationary, strong-armed kid. And so they've played to his strengths without asking him to do too much. And a lot of that is just, you know, hitting the slants and finding a finding an inside receiver against a linebacker and, you know, throwing a hitch to, to Kyle Pitts as a split-out tight end. And uh, so I think that the – the, the big game for LSU is, is going to be needed out of those more complimentary DBs. Less so, it's not like the, you know, the Texas game where Christian Fulton and, well, I mean, really Christian Fulton, they, they really tested Derek Stingley, but where Christian Fulton was getting tested on these vertical shots all game long, I don't think that's what's coming. I think what's coming is LSU needing to be able to be you know, disciplined and 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 getting the right matchups for the right defenders on those inside receivers. I mean, that's at least what they showed against Auburn. And and I think there's you know we saw if you miss a tackle against Freddie Swain or Josh Hammond or one of those guys, you could you could get burned for a big game. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned defense and and again, tackling has been key for them. When they you were at the Texas game, they missed some tackles there, led to big plays. Some of their other games, Vandy, for instance. Uh, missed some tackles, led to some touchdowns. Uh, but from your perspective, nationally, you know every recruit that's on LSU's team, from Chase on to Delpit to Stingley uh, to the D-line and all these guys, Neil Farrell leading the country uh, in PFFs, um, kind of ranking of tackles for loss and, and grading out players in that regard. Uh, but LSU fans, I guess, are so used to seeing the defense be the dominant one, the special teams be the dominant one, and the offense – you know, suck or not be as good or however you want to put it back in the day. And now they freaked out that well, what is Dave Aranda doing? How do you give up all that to Vandy? How do you get the shootout with Texas? It seems like they made a statement against Utah state, but I'm looking at the numbers, LSU total defense, top 30 nationally, uh, excuse me, scoring defense, top 30 nationally, uh, total defense, number 17 in the country. Does, are you not worried? Is L, do you look at LSU and say, I wouldn't be concerned about their defense. They're as good as the rest of them that are out there. Maybe not an Auburn type of team, um, but do you look at LSU and say, I don't sweat their defense? Well, I think it's this is time for LSU fans to kind of look in the mirror, look themselves in the eye, and be like, you know what, maybe we were a little hard on all those Big 12 teams for all these years when you, know, you kind of uh, snub your nose at, at – all the points scored in the Big 12. And, and I mean, I, I think you're seeing what it's like to be a Big 12 team defense. I mean, you're going 100 miles an hour on offense. You're throwing it around. You're scoring on two-play drives. And and then, you know, I think as much as anything, like there's two there's two elements to that defensively. One, you got to practice against it every week. And it just, I think it, it softens you just a little bit. I mean, you when you're pl- playing against an RPO or a spread team every week in practice, uh, as opposed to a some sort of downhill physical fullback team, it's it creates a little bit different tenor to your defensive team. I mean, look at the look at all like the blue collar lunch pail teams that you think about defensively. I mean, how many of those are opposite uh, a finesse spread offense? I mean, and like it or not, that's what you are now. You've been asking for it. Now you got it. And so now the defense is just hey, might not have quite that same edge. And so I think that's that's one element to it. And, and you know, I think secondly, you get in these you sort of get in the sort of flow of this game when you're when you're playing against a t- with, with an offense that's scoring 50 plus points. And there's a little less urgency to every possession. You know, when you're when you're Michigan up there playing Iowa 
and you're winning 10 to 3 and you know your offense is give is, is not going to get you a point more the rest of the game there's a little more urgency to every possession and every play when you're Michigan and you know the margin for error is that if you're playing Vandy and you got 60 points on the board yeah you know what like I'm not saying that they're they're not trying or they're not like mentally engaged as much but there's just a little bit of, of a loosening, I think, that takes place naturally. And so I think that's part of what LSU fans are seeing is just the difference between a team that's playing with this, this old-school Les Miles offense and a team that's playing with more of a, frankly, Big 12 type of offense. And so, but to answer your, you know, your original question is, yeah, I mean, I think when you look at sort of the sum of the parts of that LSU defense, it's you know, it's hard to, it's, it's hard to gripe. It's hard to have any issue because I think that, I think when the big moments are coming, when the big plays are needed, like those guys are, you know, whether it's Caleb and Chasen or, um, you know, one of those big, you know, Jacob Phillips in the middle or, you know, any of these guys, I mean, they're just name it. Like there's Patrick queen or, I mean, everywhere you look on that defense, it's like a big time elite talent. And, uh, you know, while I think that, the the you know the depth in the secondary maybe at the corners spots is you know if Cordell flots out and I mean you're playing a true freshman anyways in that spot um, you know you hope that Stingley and Fulton don't get injured but beyond that like I'm not there's nothing I look at for the LSU defense and and where I have much concern. Martin Simmons, uh, one of our favorite guys that works at 24/7 on with us, uh, talking a bunch of LSU Florida. Um, you do all you look you do your podcast you do facebook live you write tons of articles you watch every game god and, and i'm in that boat that there's six teams out there who are really good and look you mentioned big 12 type teams you name it every one of the six teams and you know i'm talking about the guys who are ranked in the top six minus georgia run a similar offense now georgia's kind of that pro style attack but your gut feel right now is is lsu the best football team in the country are they the second best third best? where, where do you put them uh, kind of going into this one because it feels weird saying they're ranked fifth and Florida's ranked seventh and there's a 13-point spread on it. So obviously people think there's a drop-off from, you know, maybe six to the rest of the teams. But where do you put LSU in that top six? Yeah, uh, so I, I turn in – I actually do a rankings every week. And I turn it in for, for CBS. Um, and I, for my rankings, I have LSU third. I have Ohio State number one. I have Alabama two. And I have LSU three. Um, and I have Florida, what I have Florida, I have Florida 10 this week. So, and I'm with you. I think that there's a distinct drop-off after Oklahoma at six. Uh, so that's Oklahoma, Georgia, Clemson, LSU, Alabama, Ohio State. And I'm willing to acknowledge that Wisconsin and maybe Penn State could join that tier. I'm still kind of need a little more for them to prove it, but I think it's a six, maybe eight right now. I don't put Florida in that tier. Um, but Hey, you know what? You go beat LSU that you get in that tier. But, um, no, I think because Ohio state has played the best, like complimentary football, their, their defense is maybe the best in the country. Their offense is as good as any in the country that that's what separates them. They haven't had a bad, they haven't had an off night yet. Um, and, and LSU to me right now is offensively. I don't know if there's a scarier group out there. Um, but you know, I'm, I just, again, you know, based on who they played, how they beat them, you know, when, when you're, when you're literally sort of splitting the hairs between 
that tier where they're all great and they're all look national title contender worthy. And look, it used to be one, it used to be Clemson and Alabama and everyone else. And I think the Clemson Alabama tier is now it goes from a two team tier to a six team tier. And that's fun. Like that's awesome that we have six potential national title contenders right now. I think that's good for, for the game. But if in terms of splitting those hairs, yeah, then I, that's when I do sort of ding LSU for giving up 30 something out to Vanderbilt who just put up six against Ole Miss last weekend. Like that's where you have to take it all into account. And to this point, I don't think Ohio State has has flinched. I don't think they've blinked. They've been they have been the cleanest team in the country so far. Good stuff. And and we'd be remiss if we didn't put you on the spot a little bit. Maybe not a score prediction, unless you uh, you're filling up for it this early in the week. But how do you see this one this one playing out here in Baton Rouge? Yeah, I got to dig a little more before I'm ready to make like a score prediction. But I I do tend to think LSU is going to win this game. I think we saw. I mean. It was a flawed Florida team against a flawed Auburn team, and I think Dan Mullen outcoached Gus Malzahn, and I think that 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 Florida defense really came to play. I don't think I think that the talent, not the talent disparity, but just the 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 disparity between where these two teams are and where their weaknesses are and lack thereof. I don't think you can overcome that with a, with a game plan if you're Dan Mullen this week. So I think LSU wins. You know, I tend to think maybe Florida can figure out a way to cover um, at this at this point in the week. At least that's where I'm at. But I, I still think this is this is not one of those games that LSU is going to drop. I think uh, uh, you know I'll be a little bit surprised, frankly, if uh, if LSU loses any game but the Alabama game. I think that's I, I, I think that highly of them, and I think even that Alabama game is going to be one to to keep a close eye on. So so I, yeah, I, I go the, I go Tigers here with uh with maybe florida figuring out a way to cover well good stuff good stuff uh from barton simmons here we appreciate you jumping on the pod we're looking forward to uh seeing you this spring uh, across the camp circuit as those get going um but enjoy this weekend of college football man it's gonna be a good one yeah i gotta figure out a way to get this game in with the i'll be at a wedding uh for a friend of mine that played basketball in college so i guess he can be excused but this is this is this is pretty borderline stuff for him pulling me to to a wedding on this weekend. So it's going to be tough, but I'll do my best. And I appreciate uh, appreciate talking ball with you guys as always. This guy must have some dirt on you, some old college pictures or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. This is they'll they'll be and there's, uh, this is not the type of wedding where there's going to be a lot of watching TV on the phones either. This will be pretty full speed ahead deal. So I got to get my mind right. Well, there you go. And, and always, look, Barton, you've been around forever since the start of 24-7, obviously. Uh, many people listening have followed you since then. Um, and what you just told us before we even got on the pod was uh, you were looking over the LSU rankings list, and you pretty much felt like <clears throat> all of them are five stars. Probably everyone's getting a ranking. <laughs> so stay tuned on the site for that, guys, because Barton will be – it's just what he does. He looks out for all the LSU guys. That's right. Only good news. Only good news to come. <laughs> well, we appreciate it, Barton. Uh, have a great rest of the week. Uh, be safe at the wedding. We know you uh, won't be too out of hand, but uh, enjoy it. We'll do our best. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Barton. Appreciate everybody listening to this edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Feel free to leave us a rating, a review, and subscribe. And also keep it locked to Go 24-7 all week as we continue to preview LSU Florida Saturday night in Death Valley. It'll be a good one. We'll catch you guys next time.
It only takes two minutes of sheer horror. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. We were dealing with a serial killer preying on elderly women. A cold-blooded killer hidden in plain sight. He's suffocating people with a pillows. Leaving corpses all over Texas. How did it happen? I was responsible for her. The guilt is immeasurable. They covered it up. Pillowcase Murders, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus.